0: To the ears podcast,
1: where we discuss anything and everything disney i'm angela and i'm joe and on today's episode we are doing another round of you can only keep one this time we are tackling some of the legendary soundtracks from the <laughs> disney renaissance movies uh, and picking specific songs from those soundtracks
0: i don't know how i'm gonna pick a, a, among some of these songs it's a little bit of, a little tough
1: it is. These are fun episodes, though. I, I like these. But before we get into that, let's cover the Disney news of the week. Disney took a page straight out of Mary Poppins this week. They gave us a little bit of sugar to help that medicine go down. So <laughs> the the medicine was ticket price increases at Disneyland and season pass price increases over at Disney World. And I love how Disney's media team does this. Like You, you can almost set your clock to... Disney announcing something good, there's going to be something you're not going to like announced very shortly after that. So uh, let's get to the ticket price increases and then we'll talk about the the sugar they gave us to help this medicine go down. Um, But basically the, the ticket prices are increasing over at Disneyland and it seems to be more focused over at Disneyland, which I think is telling because I think that shows Walt Disney World is a little bit light. And we've talked about this crowd level seem to seem to be a little bit light. But it seems like maybe Disneyland, there still is strong demand. Um, And that's why they feel like they can raise ticket prices over there. And maybe that's where they're planning to do um, more investment in the parks. I know, you know, they've really been pushing this whole Disneyland forward thing for expansions in the parks over there. And you know, we've talked a lot about there's really nothing it seems like in the pipeline at Walt Disney World. Um, And so you know, more investment means you know more price increases over there
0: yeah this is an interesting thing every time we've ever been over in disneyland it has been very crowded um there has been a lot of people there and i know i mean last time we've been at disney world too was very crowded but um i know i've been hearing lately that the parks are pretty light
1: yeah but it's interesting of, of trying to like read the tea leaves with this of okay disney's specifically raising ticket prices at one park and not the other so what does that mean is that yeah is that's solely crowds is that investment coming like are they are they planning on announcing new stuff but um what what is happening over at disneyland single day tickets the base ticket the cheapest option of 104 dollars is staying the same so that one is not increasing all of the other single day tickets are going to go up between 5 and $15. And then multi-day tickets are going up as well with, um, just for instance, $65 increase on a four-day ticket. And so two, three, wow. and four-day tickets are, are going up as well between like Twenty and, and forty and then sixty five dollars for the four day one. Um, What's interesting is they're also increasing the price to park hop. So before it was, if you did like a multi day ticket, like a three four days, and you wanted to add park hopping, it was sixty dollars to add park hopping to that. Now that is going up to I believe seventy, um, and in some cases seventy five dollars for park hopping. And Genie Plus is also going to go up five dollars. So. Uh, it was a base of $25. Now it's going up to 30 So basically across the board, single-day tickets, multi-day tickets, park hopping, Genie Plus, everything is going up at Disneyland. And this is effective immediately. Um, I, I joked about this because we had just purchased our Disneyland tickets yeah, for the races like three days before this happens. I was like, I timed it perfectly right before the ticket price increase is going up. But um, but yeah, I mean, basically across the board, everything's going up over at Disneyland. And then over at Walt Disney World, no changes to their date-based tickets. So if you're just going for your trip and you're buying tickets, no increases there. But season passes are going up. So the, in credit pass, which is basically the only one you can get if you're not a Florida resident. That's going up $50, so that's going to be $1449 now per person.
0: I like I like it's that it's
1: $49, not 50. You know. It's that psychology of money. If it was 1450, people would Wait, be like Wait, what was the amount you much. said again? 15? Four, 1449. So if it was fourteen fifty, yeah, I mean it's always like that. Like you know, nine ninety nine people like better than ten dollars, even though it's a penny oh, different.
0: Okay, though. Okay, though. That actually just bothers me. Like maybe, maybe I feel like I just want to pay them the extra dollar because it bothers me that that's just like not a nice round. We'll take your dollar.
1: I guarantee if you oh, pay them fourteen fifty, would be like, oh, sure, I, we'll. I bet we'll, they we'll will take it. We'll. we'll- you can give us more money any day, <sighs> and then also parking's going up at Walt Disney World. Um, I believe parking's going up at Disneyland as well, uh, but I definitely know for sure it's going up at Walt Disney World. And they say that's matching. I think what Universal's parking is. So again, it's just kind of like Universal increases it, Disney increases it. You know, they kind of just go, uh, you know, back and forth with what the market is. But the great news, and this came out first, and so I should have known something was up once they announced this. But at Walt Disney World. All-Day Park Hopping is coming back January 9th. So the 2 o'clock time limit for when you can hop from one park to another is going to be gone. We're going back to start at whatever park you want to start at and then park hop. And what is really nice is because around that time is when they are getting rid of theme park reservations. So you're not going to have to pick what park you are going to anymore. So you can basically just go to any park and then park up at any time. The only people that will need reservations are annual pass holders. So there are certain days that you need reservations. So they have these like good to go days or free days where basically I think in lower crowd times, they're going to let you just come to the park whenever you want. Um, but then there are certain days where you know it's busier, obviously they're going to make you have reservations on those days. You have to enter the park that you have on your reservation first, but then you can park hop wherever you want. So this is great news. Again, only Walt Disney World does not seem to be at Disneyland. Disneyland actually came out and said theme park reservation calendar is going to be available 18 months out now instead of, I think it was like 12 months. So it seems like they're kind of doubling down on needing reservations over there. And their park hopping limitations weren't too bad because it's like 11 o'clock over there. So basically you're in the park for like three hours, which I don't know why you'd want to go to a park and park hop. Before two or three hours, anyways. Yeah. So I think that made sense. The two I'm sure of, there's a reason, but yeah. But what I'm saying is, it that's not it's too not bad. that limiting. Yeah. Whereas at Walt Disney World, it was at uh you know at two, but that is gone now. So so good news, bad news there on the uh, the theme park front.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. I'm excited about the plot, the park hopping. Um, but I will say also, I feel like our last couple trips, we've kind of explored not getting park hopping as much. Like we've done a couple days where we're just like, hey, we're just going to stay at this park. And I've also just kind of enjoyed appreciating the park we're in and not park hopping at all. So I get the the need for it. We've used it a lot of times. We usually do get that. But I, you know, I don't know. I, I liked, I kind of like just being in one park sometimes too. Yeah,
1: it's an interesting you know, kind of thought process you go through because I know there are a lot of people that say park hopping not worth it. And to your point, we've definitely recently done it on some trips where we haven't gotten park hopping because you're spending so much time in transit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes the buses can be hit or miss. If you just miss a bus, is it going to be half an hour? Yeah, is it going to be yeah. half an hour? Is 40 it going to be 10 yeah. minutes? Um, Plus the travel time, you know? Right, yeah. Plus the travel time to the park. So, you know, there are some people that's like, hey, I I don't want to spend multiple hours a day park hopping um, because I'm losing that time. And, you know, am I just going to go from one park to another? So it's kind of difficult. I still think as somebody, you know, we go often, I still think it's worth it, especially because you yeah. can walk from Epcot to Hollywood Studios pretty easily, which makes it nice. Or you can take the monorail from Magic Kingdom to Epcot. If you can do that, where you're not relying on the buses, it makes park hopping a little bit easier and, and not so much time in between. But yeah, if it's, if you're somebody that you're going and this is like your one trip, you're not going to be there for a couple of years, it probably is a better idea to save the money on park hopping. Maybe invest that in Genie Plus so you can ride more in the parks or you just kind of focus on one park a day so you can kind of get everything done.
0: Right. I mean, and I also think, you know, like you were sort of saying, it depends on what park. There are some parks that are just bigger. Um, and so there's more to do in them. Hollywood Studios sometimes can feel a little bit like – You could spend a little less time, or even sometimes Epcot. If you're not really feeling like going around and drinking around the world or eating around the world, sometimes Epcot can feel a little light, like you need to go somewhere else. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just something I know we've talked about this before, but it's just something to think about if you're, you know, listening to this and listening to us talk about it.
1: Yeah, I kind of almost wish Disney would offer single day like day of park hopping tickets because if you want to park hop you have to buy it for every day of your ticket so if you're going down for say five days
0: i didn't really know that
1: and you want to add park hopping you have to add park hopping for all five days but i think a a good addition would be like as part of genie plus because because the the downside is you don't buy park hopping and you start in the wrong park you start in magic kingdom on the day Magic Kingdom is completely packed. It's a 10. Every ride is 3 hours, there's attractions down, and there's nobody at Epcot. And you know, you think Disney would want to try to shift people yeah. over to those parks that are that are have less, so why not offer hey for $20 a person, you can park hop to Epcot or for, you know, you can even, you know, do like varying pricing for $40 you can go to Hollywood Studios and the people that don't have Park hopping added could then go. Oh, I made a mistake. I'm gonna go to Epcot. That's not a bad price. It's still way cheaper than adding park hopping to your whole trip, and it helps Disney kind of shift crowds around. Because I would actually like that because I think there's often days where yeah we have park hopping on a you know a four day ticket, and there's maybe you know one or two days where you're just at a park where an animal kingdom or something. We spend the whole day there and maybe we go to Disney Springs and it's like, nah, we kind of wasted that park hopping money. Um, yeah. But then there's days where you're like, it is just packed here. I just want to go somewhere else where there's not. a lot Right. Of people. And if you didn't have park hopping, you couldn't do that, but it would be nice. Don't buy it for the whole trip and just add it on it as you need it.
0: I have to imagine that, that is something that they can offer on Disney or on um, Genie, uh, plus Genie plus at right. some point yeah. in time.
1: I, I think it'd be a, a good way to get people to, to do that, and I think for, for crowd management stuff, but we'll see. And then on the Disney Treasure, they announced that they're going to be doing a new Broadway-style show called The Tale of Moana. So Moana is going to be part of the, the shows on the ship there, which I think is exciting news. One, because this is kind of our first time we're seeing a show based around Moana, but I also think it's good because typically – the shows they have on the ship or what they show at Disneyland. these they're, they're, they're kind of smaller Broadway shows. It shows they're working on something. And I think that bodes well if there's positive response that we get a full kind of style Broadway theater show from Moana. So very exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how this one works out because she is on the water a lot. So I don't know how well that'll adapt into a full-size show. But I don't know. I mean, the music is great it's a it's a great story so I think that, yeah, this is one that I've definitely been kind of waiting for them to see if they would work on it. Yeah, I mean, you had to figure... You already have the the be, one of the best musical yeah. writers. When you had
1: Lin-Manuel Miranda doing it, you had to figure they're going to go into Broadway. Same with Encanto. Like, it seems like yeah. it's only a matter of time before you get these shows. So, yeah, it mentions it's going to be all the characters you love, all the music from the movie. So, I think it's going to be great. And I wouldn't be surprised if in a few years we either see this at the Hyperion, uh, at Disneyland, or, you know, actually on Broadway. And then also wanted to mention... The sponsor of this week's episode, Magic Candle Company, has a lot of Halloween scents. So spooky season is upon us. Spooky season. So if you want to have your house smelling spooky, they have um, some Halloween-themed scents from the theme park. So they have Pumpkin King. They have Villains. They have Hocus Pocus. They also have one for Haunted Mansion and Tower of Terror. So um, those are their kind of Halloween themed scents along with their normal, you know, theme park scents that you can get. So if you're interested in that, head over to magiccandlecompany.com/slash enchanted and then use code enchanted at checkout for 15% off your order.
0: And I mean, that's great for decorating. You know, you might have the visuals, but do you have more than one sense evoked? You know, does your house smell scary?
1: Yeah. Did you walk into Hallmark to pick up one of the Haunted Mansion ornaments <laughs> and then see the not Haunted a, Mansion display not and just buy story. all of the merch there? But you're like, you know what? My house is basically becoming the Haunted Mansion, but it doesn't smell like it yet. Exactly, You got to get the candle to make it smell like that.
0: Exactly. That was not at all based on a true story right there. Uh,
1: I mean, we do, we have the stretching room posters. We have the hitchhiking ghost itty bitties. We have the full collection that basically does the whole ride um, of the haunted mansion from the hallmarks. Our our house is slowly turning into the haunted mansion.
0: There are also, you can also get glowing neon eyes for inside your windows. So those ones are probably coming soon.
1: They're going to show up. They're going to be at the door tomorrow. All right. (laughs) Let's get our main topic here. So you can only keep one. We're doing animated movie soundtracks. If you've not, uh, we haven't done one of these in a while. So if you've not listened to any of our, you can only keep one. How this works is we have three choices. So in this case, we're gonna take a uh, movie from the Disney Renaissance. And we're going to take three songs from that soundtrack and we can only keep one of them. That's where it becomes difficult because essentially you're saying the other two cease to exist from all of reality, from every branch in the multiverse. They are gone forever. We're pruning them. We are pruning the other two songs. (laughs) So um, yeah, so that's how it works. So we'll kind of uh, run through these and feel free to play along at home. Let us know your picks uh, over on our Instagram, Enchanted Ears podcast over there. So let's start with Beauty and the Beast, which has a lot of really famous songs, has a great soundtrack. So I feel like this is They're all tough. I mean, it's always tough when you can only keep one of them. But when you have something like Beauty and the Beast that has so many great songs, it becomes even more difficult. So the three songs we're going with here are Be Our Guest, Belle, and Beauty and the Beast.
0: I think this is the hardest of the set. Beauty and the Beast is on fire with their music. They have incredible songs. And I would cry if any of these three songs didn't exist. Even like... I actually really like Belle, um, and for those of you who maybe don't know the, the title of that song, it's the like the beginning where she's walking that's through... That's she's going through the town. Yeah. Hello, bonjour. Yeah. So that song is amazing, but... I, I think mean, that's I think, the
1: weakest of the three.
0: See, I actually like that second best, believe it or not. Okay. But there's... I mean, if I if I have to pick, I think there's only one here to pick. And you can
1: only keep one. That's, <laughs> that's the name of the game here. So you're correct. Well, There's
0: you know, one. but, uh, I- it, for me, it is "Be Our Guest." I love that song. It is one of my favorite Disney songs of all time. I think whenever we did this a while back, I think I picked it as one of my top like three. Um, it is just one of those ones that you have to sing every single time that it's on. I get excited when I hear the beginning of it. You know how it's like that kind of like there's like some drums. And it's like and like you hear Lumiere getting ready to talk. Like I love that song so. That's the one. I know that Beauty and the Beast is a beautiful song. Belle is great, but Be Our Guest is one of the best songs in the Disney catalog, hands down.
1: Yeah, like I said, I think Belle is the weakest of the three. You know, Beauty and the Beast, I believe that's Angela Lansbury who sings that. Um, that's a beautiful song. I think that's a it a, is. a really great song. For me, I always like the more upbeat songs yep. of things. and. I'm with you. I'm I'm gonna keep be our guest because I think there, like I said, there's a lot of iconic songs from Beauty and the Beast. You know, even though you may not know like the title, you know, we even bring up, you know, Gaston in, in here oh as well. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, you throw that one in here. I think that that makes it even tougher. But like basically every song from that movie, people know. Like people know the song. You may not know all the words. Um, you know, you, you, may not know what the name of the song is, but you know, the tune, you know, the song, but there's just something special about be our guest and the way it ties into the movies. I think what, what is important too, it is just, it's a showstopper. It's a spectacle in terms of just the musical number, but then in terms of the animation on screen. Oh, yeah. And so like, for me, that puts it over the top. And so I'm, I'm with you. I'm keeping Be Our Guest um, as well on this one.
0: I also like how that song does have like a slow part. Like there's there's a couple slow parts where the song completely kind of halts and there's like some talk singing by Lumiere and then it gets upbeat again. So I don't know. I just think the pacing of the song, everything yeah, about great. it is
1: great. 100%. All right, our next one on the list is Aladdin. Another one with a lot of you know great songs here. So we have A Whole New World, Friend Like Me, and Prince Ali. This one's gonna be tougher for me because we have a couple songs here that are more like upbeat mm-hmm. and stuff um, between Friend Like Me and Prince Ali. So this this one's gonna be more of a challenge, I feel like, than, than Beauty and the Beast. But so, th- another tough one.
0: Well, what do you pick?
1: So yeah, I, again I think I'm between those two. A whole new world. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just not a huge fan of the love songs. It's just <laughs> rude. They're just they're just slower, you know, and, and again, I, I like. I like the, the ones that are high tempo. They also tend to have, especially in the Disney Renaissance, I think we talked about this. We we watched every movie in the Disney Renaissance and ranked them. That was a couple of years ago. So if you want to listen to those episodes, you can go back and check those out as we rank the full Disney Renaissance. But the, the Renaissance movies, I feel like were punctuated with very colorful musical numbers and just a, like a different animation style that I feel like, feel like Disney kind of keeps it more realistic now. Like even like in Lion King, it, it's, it's normal. But like when he does, I just can't wait to be King. Like the color palette changes and everything becomes brighter and it, and it gets, yeah. and it gets different. And I feel like a lot of the movies in the Renaissance did that. So with Aladdin and the genie, I mean, everything was just over the top and everything was mm-hmm. amazing. I think I'm going to keep friend like me, because I think that one is the most over the top. And I think that really shows off the character of the genie the best and, and really does so much work of giving you the backstory of like what this character is. Like after you have that song, you know, the like the genie's powers you know that he's this fun loving guy it, it kind of just it tells you everything you need to know the other reason is because that's the best number in the broadway version and so <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. if, again if i'm saying one of these songs ceases to exist that means i'm not getting that number in the broadway show and that would be a shame because if you've never seen aladdin on broadway that is a show stopper
0: yeah we um we've seen we've seen the touring company and that's one of the things that we actually want to see is just because we want to see how spectacular broadway because broadway always adds just a little bit extra so we were yeah we want to go see it for this that very song yeah i i would love to you know disagree with you here for argument's sake but i can't make the argument on this one um i agree with you on like I definitely tend to go for the more upbeat songs. And for me, you know, Whole New World is a great, iconic song, really well written. I love when there are characters singing duets. And so that is, it definitely scratches an itch for me. However, for me, again, kind of going back to what I said about Beauty and the Beast, if these three songs are on the radio, I sometimes turn off a whole, I mean, depending on what else is on, I might turn off a whole new world. It's slow.
1: You got to be in the mood for that.
0: Right, and maybe if I'm like in kind of a more dreary mood, although if I'm in a more dreary mood, I might not want to deal with the upbeat, but I also, I pro- I, honestly, I probably won't be listening to music if I'm not in a right. music-listening kind of mood. So Friend Like Me is definitely the one that I'd pick. I think Prince Ali, it, it's similar, really upbeat, really well-written song, but if you compare the two songs, they're...
1: It's somewhat it, repetitive, because, again, it's it's showing off the genie's powers, and you're like, I kind of already know what you can do. Like, you, you showed me this... It is telling a, a little bit of a different part of the story because it's introducing a lot of alter ego. Yeah. Right. But it, but so much of it is like, I'm the genie. Look what I can do. And again, we've, we've kind of already seen that. Moving on to The Little Mermaid. So the three options are kiss the girl, part of your world, and under the sea.
0: Oh, I hate this one, actually.
1: Is this worse than Beauty and the Beast?
0: Um... It, it actually, it might be you,
1: the look on your face when I started reading this, I thought I screwed up because like you, like you, you got bewildered look and I was like, what happened? Did I say something wrong? But it was, you were just so taken aback of what song do I have to keep out of this?
0: I, I actually, I literally feel like the backs of my eyeballs getting hot and like tears almost coming to my eyes because you can't
1: get rid of two of these songs.
0: I mean, I can get rid of one really easy. which
1: one? What's, what's the easy one?
0: Kiss the girl. It's fine. I don't need it. It's okay.
1: I'm with you on that one. I can see that. Yep.
0: So, um, you know what? I think this is time for me to. I think I answered the last one first. So go ahead, Joe.
1: I actually answered the last one first. Oh
0: no, I remember it differently. I think it was just a different timeline. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. I mean, I'll go again. I'll go again first, even though I, I definitely answered Aladdin first. So, yeah, I, I think, I think kiss the girl is okay to go. Part of Your World and Under the Sea, they are tough. I mean, they're different songs. I mean, Part of Your World is like a power ballad. And that is like the thesis statement of the whole movie. And it explains so much of what Ariel does because of her longing for being part of your world. You know, Under the Sea, it's Sebastian. That one is a little bit more... What I tend to like a lot
0: a bit more, yeah,
1: going on with the visuals and everything. But I actually think this is the one instance where I'm not gonna go with that one. I'm gonna go with part of your world because it is such a strong song and again it, it kind of explains if you look back and you're like why did Ariel agree to do any of this because <laughs> it's all basically like her own doing because she just kind of made you know a bad choice and a bad decision but it makes sense because you you get this sense of just her absolute longing you see all the things she's collected from um, the surface world and, the, and you do kind of get a feel like you feel bad for her and you understand okay I could see why you were somewhat desperate and maybe you didn't make the best decision maybe you didn't fully think this through because you so deeply want to do it. And again, it just, and it's a power bow. I mean, it just really shows off the vocals of Ariel. So I think that's going to put it over the top for me, just above Under the Sea.
0: (laughs) Because it is above Under the Sea. Very true, yep.
1: Okay, so I feel like these songs are so
0: entangled, though, because you're right, this is the thesis statement, and then... And then under the sea is Sebastian's response. Downwards better. Downwards wetter. Stay down here with us. Don't go up there. It's really not that great. You know, fish have a hard time up there. So it's way cooler down here. Um, so like, I mean, it is absolutely this is just this is this is like That's picking- true. I, I
1: didn't even think about that of how they're basically like two sides of the same coin.
0: Yeah. They're the same song, except for they're making separate arguments. So
1: if you get rid of, so you're kind of saying, if you get rid of part of your world, under the sea makes no sense. And And if you get rid of
0: under under the, or if you wait,
1: I I think you can do it the other way, but I think if you get rid of part of your world, then his response of under the sea, while it's still a good song, does it lose something then? So if you keep under the sea and you lose part of your world, are you missing something? Whereas I think you could still have part of your world, and not have under the sea. Um, Mm -hmm. But you're right, but under the sea is elevated because it comes after part of your world. So does that play into this now?
0: Yeah. I mean, my only other argument for under the sea, because really, honestly, I I think I was going to pick part of your world as well. But um, I mean... The beginning of that song. If you hear the very first couple notes of you Under know the Sea you know versus the very couple first couple notes of part of your world, not to say that you don't know what part of your world is, but, but
1: you know under the sea you
0: super know what under yeah. the sea is. Because you were immediately like, yes, I'm feeling this, or no, I'm not. But I mean, yeah, I think that I might have to go against, even though even though I'm trying to talk myself out of it, I just think part of your world is just, again, like, like you said, it's so, it's so good. It's such a power ballad. It's just, I mean, literally when I talk about it, I uh, two different times when you were talking about it and now that I'm talking about it, I'm getting chills. So I think that that has to mean something. Like that is the more emotionally connected. And I also think it's a very relatable thing too. Ariel is in a place where she does not feel like she belongs. She does not feel like she is... You know, she's a mermaid, but she feels like she needs to be elsewhere. She needs to go out, she needs to explore. And I think that there's a lot about that that is very relatable to probably a lot of people. For me, to a lot of times too, like I feel like I just need to go and do something else and explore something else. And so I think that that is a, you know, it kind of explains why sometimes you make different decisions other than what seems to be logical too.
1: All right, moving on to Mulan. I think this is going to be the easiest one for me. So the three <laughs> songs are Reflection, Make a Man Out of You, and True to Your Heart.
0: Yep, this one I think is is easy. So, Love Reflection, beautiful song. You know, um yeah, it's it's a really lovely song. I love how she is talking about how she is um she's not really understanding her own reflection, what she's seeing. And, and it is a great power ballad. True to your heart. Great song. 98 degrees and Stevie wander, very upbeat, but I could do without that one. It, it has to be make a man out of you because it is to defeat the Huns. Huns. I mean, yeah, there is no to other option here. Da, yeah. yeah. So good. Like so, so good. Um, I mean, again, I hear those drums at the beginning of the song and immediately I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I turn my radio up and blow out my speakers like every single time.
1: We've gone through five sets of car speakers because of this (laughs) song. No, I'm 100% with you. I think this is the easiest one to pick. Make a man out of you. Like it's just, it's the most iconic song. You start singing that, any Disney fan. Any Disney fan will go to defeat I mean like they'll they'll do the beat the, um, and everything. Like yeah. it's a hundred percent will will do it. And so yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna be honest. I did not even know true to your heart was a song in move it, on. It so. is
0: it's the credits song. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I know
1: and I I know Reflection. I think Reflection Obviously, like you said, I mean it. It's a great song. It's a beautiful song. I mean, I feel like nothing. (laughs) That's not really out of you. That's not really our our taste in songs as much. All right. Now the next one is Hercules, and I actually think for me this is probably my toughest one because the three songs we have are I won't say I'm in love, Go the Distance, and the Gospel Truth, and I think this is the three that are the strongest three. I think the other ones we've done, there's clearly been one that is easily third and could get dropped. I think in Hercules, it's hard to say one of these can easily go. Even I Won't Say I'm In Love, which, again, I've kind of said the love songs maybe aren't my favorite, but I feel like I Won't Say I'm In Love is a great song. It's so solid. Yeah, it's it's so great. And because it's kind of like an anti-love song to a certain extent, you know, and, well, and I think I think that twist on it maybe is why I like it better than maybe some of the other ones. Um, but they're great. But then you have, you know, go the distance. I mean, just incredible. I mean, just when I hear that, I can go the distance. I won't sing too much because I'm terrible at singing. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like I could Kool-Aid Man through a wall when <laughs> I hear that song. And then the gospel truth with the muses and just like
0: well, it, it's like it, it's that a, it's soulful, start, yeah. like there's that soulful singing in that movie. It fits in there so well, and it's actually very different than the rest of it. So it, it is, it is like a cool, like contrast. And
1: it starts off the movie. I feel like Hercules is so underrated in terms of musically, even just movies. I feel like it's the tail end of the Renaissance. It was kind of when. Maybe the quality of the movies was slipping a little bit, and so I think people overlook Hercules. It, it came out, um, you know, like after Pocahontas, Hunchback, which Hunchback's not that great. I know Pocahontas underperformed, and so Hunchback I think Hunchback has some good songs though, right? But overall, as a movie, I mean, yeah, Hunchback's isn't the best, but so I think people like overlook Hercules. Same with Tarzan. I feel like people oh my don't give Tarzan the credit it deserves either. But Hercules is great, and yeah, so Tarzan's go- one of the best gospel, Disney movies. Gospel Truth. You know, just comes out strong. They're all strong songs here. Strong songs. Strong songs. But I'm going to go go the distance because, again, that gets me hyped up. I actually need to put this on my workout mix because I feel like I could just bench press a car in my workout <laughs> if I started doing this. Um, it just it gets me so hyped. So I'm going to have to go go the distance. But, again, this is the one that is painful to me to see the other two go because the other two are great songs as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will say out of these three songs, the only one that I actually own is I Won't Say I'm In Love. I am a huge fan of this. I think I never really thought about why, but I think you might be right in the fact that, I mean, it's pretty upbeat, but it's like it is an anti-love song where she's really just trying to deny those feelings because one, because she doesn't want to admit she's hurting somebody that she truly loves and I think it it does a good job of kind of encapsulating Meg's character Meg is a pretty an interesting character in that she's very strong and strongly opinionated she's different than a lot of other Disney women but I also feel like she's in one of the worst movies for portraying women that's my one knock against Hercules is um It could use an update. Phil is very inappropriate, I think, for a children's movie, Um, and that's my only thing. Like going back and watching that, that actually makes me squirm watching any scene with him in it. Um, So, but everything else about the movie, I love. But I think I won't say I'm in love. Is just you know, no chance, no way, I won't say it. No, no, like it's just so like. Oh, I don't know. It's just something about it. that just makes me so excited. It kind of hypes me up. Like you say, go the distance, hypes you up. But I, I love the muses in the background, you know, who, like whenever they, they kind of respond, you know, um, about people deciding, you know, why you lying? Oh, like, it's just, it's so good. Like that, that conversation that's sort of like going on there. So I think that I, I won't, I won't say it, but I think this is my choice.
1: That's it. I won't say- I won't say is what you're not gonna say. Yeah. Okay. All right. No. Yeah. Again, I all incredible choices there. So, Uh, but that wraps up our show for this week. Again, would love to hear what our listener picks are because again, it it is tough to only keep one out of the three. So head over to our. Instagram Enchanted Ears podcast over there and let us know what songs you would pick. I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps and we really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a
1: great week, everybody. And we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.